how's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys always, this is Kevin from the Core Progression Podcast. Hey everybody, we're at the end of May. It is already May 31st and why don't we head into June by talking to a band that has an EP coming out on June 24th. They're going to be touring across the US all over the month of June with the band Greyhaven on a co-headlining tour that you're not going to want to miss out on. But before we jump into this whole entire thing, I want to thank our sponsors. First is Phoenix Fitness. Yeah, we're into summer almost pretty much. Summertime, summertime, going to be seen because it's summertime, yeah. And, you know, festival seasons around here, you know, you're going to want to be able to go to these festivals, see as many concerts as possible, but you're not going to want to have that one where you're like, oh God, I'm unfit enough. I can't do it. Oh God. Why did I not work? Why did I not get my fitness goals up? You're not going to want to be like that. So you're probably going to want to, you know, at any time, you know, achieve those fitness goals, get whatever you want to do, you know, get in the gym, lift the weights, do the cardio, all that good kind of stuff to achieve those fitness goals. But One of the most important things to do is prepare and recover right so that your body is best utilizing these workouts, achieving those fitness goals, and preparing for the next dance where Phoenix Fitness comes in. Many different supplements like pre-workouts, most of them sim free to help you get amped up and get the best workout possible. B-cell recovery compounds that help your muscles like absorb the nutrients after a workout. Different proteins to help you build muscle with different blends for the AM, PM, directly after workout, collagen blends, and plant-based blends. They also have creatine to help you muscle, uh, multivitamins to help keep you healthy. Literally anything you might need to your fitness goals, Phoenix, uh, Phoenix Fitness has for you. I keep doing these tongue twists like Phoenix Fitness. Phoenix Fitness has for you. So our listeners get 15% off using the code MSOTD at checkout at phoenixfit.com. Link trips to the podcast. Well, thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Our second sponsor is Custom Debuts. So what does Custom Debuts do? They make sure you're the coolest person in the office, in the garage, in your house, in your apartment, in your dorm room, uh, anywhere with the most custom music posters you can get. So it's like, it's my cool custom music poster. Who owns only one of those? Me, bitch. So how do you get one of those? You go to Custom Debuts website, link description of the podcast, and you give them the artist that you want to, you know, have a poster made for you. Let's go with, um, let's go with the day to remember. Now, on that, you can either pick an album like What Separates Me From You or pick a song like, you know, Paranoia of the Bad Vibrations album. And what they'll do is they'll create a custom poster for you using that information by using like the album artwork, using the track listing, using the music video, using the lyrics, whatever it might be to create a custom poster just for you. And they'll come back to you with a proof within the 48 hours of a concept if you like it. Boom, it's yours. If you don't like it, tell them what changes you made and boom, they'll make those changes. And then when you're ready to go and you want what they're going to end up presenting you, you can either have it sent to you on normal poster paper, canvas, or as an aluminum sign. You know how cool that would be? Be the coolest person out there and your neighbor, Jerry, would be like, I want me one of those. You're like, haha, Jerry, take that in neighborhood wars. Your lawn might be better, but I got a better custom music poster from Custom Debuts. So our listeners get 10% of code CPP10 at Custom Debuts website. Link description of the podcast. We are also sponsoring the When We Were Hungry Festival, October 2021st in Las Vegas, Nevada. Viva Las Vegas. So what's going on if we were hungry? Yep, you guys heard of when we were young, but what about when we were hungry? It's the festival, you know, that's going to rock even harder. A lot of great bands in the lap. Even bands we've had in the podcast before, like Modern Day Escape, Outlier, Saving Vice, and Along Came a Spider, plus many more, like A Skylet Drive, Scarlet O'Hara, Dropout Kings, and more. So go to the website, link strips of the podcast, get your tickets if they're still available or if they have become available at this point, and check in the lineup, you know, make that happen. Pancakes in the Pit, meet us there. So now on our feature presentation. So I got to talk to Austin from the band Limbs today. Limbs, they say they're a post-hardcore band, but 
that's just kind of like a blanket thing. I mean, there's so much more going on. There's so much more like metalcore influence in there. Their brand new EP, Coma Year, comes out on June 24th. And one thing you're going to want to do is check it out because in this podcast, we go deep into the creation and the uh, concepts all around the EP. The concepts of loss, going through those emotions, going through grief, understanding those emotions, processing those being vulnerable on this and then getting to the end of the EP with Slow Burn and finally letting those go and letting those just out and really diving deep into those with Austin. It's a deep conversation. And then we get on a tangent that might get this band on tour with North Lane, Silent Planet, and our friends in a void. So are you guys ready? Speak that tour into existence. You know, it's already there. Speak limbs out of that tour into existence. Are you ready? Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Court Progression Podcast. Another great band came across my radar thanks to the friends at Adam Splitter PR. I saw this one, it was like post-hardcore, and you know me, I'm like really getting into that post-hardcore kick in the past, like, you know, a couple of months. It's like, ooh, let's jump into it. Then I listened to their brand new EP coming out on June 24th, 2022, called Coma Year, and I'm like, this is much more than I expected. This is even all more all over the place. This is fucking awesome. So again, brand new EP from this band called Limbs, Coma Year, comes out on June 24th, 2022. And all throughout June, they're going to be touring with Greyhaven all across the United States with the EP release show, the last stop of the tour at the Beat Kitchen in Chicago. So without further ado, please, please welcome Austin from the band Limbs. So Austin, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. You, thanks for having me. Thanks for being on, man. I mean, how's everything going in your world today, especially as, you know, getting geared up to go on that tour with, uh, want to make sure I get the name right, because I have like multiple great names in my head with Greyhaven, you know, co-headlining tour going across and get ready to, you know, support this EP release. And of course, that last show that's going to be on there, it's like, now it's out there, everyone. Yeah, enjoy. Man. Yeah, we can't wait. Super excited. Definitely starting to get that itch to be back out on the road again. We got home in February from... Our last tour with Being as an Ocean, which was killer. And uh, yeah, it's, it's getting close. You know, got a few weeks before we head out for rehearsals. So it's, it's definitely starting to get that itch to get ready to be on the road. Just get that feeling, man. And all of a sudden, just like, you know, this okay. is what we play for. Let's go do this once again. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the first question I want to ask, especially with this tour, like, how'd you guys get connected with Greyhaven to go on this co headlining run in June? And not that, but just like the fact that I saw that, you know, the Beat Kitchen in Chicago was the last step. I'm just like, that's kind of close to me. Am I going to be able to make this show? Holy crap. I could be at this yeah, thing. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we've, we've been a big fan of Greyhaven for quite some time. Um, never known them personally, but uh, label and management reached out to them because they were looking to be out on the road around the same time that we wanted to release this record. And, uh, it all just fell into place nicely, you know, send them a quick, hey, what's up, dudes? You want to go on tour? And they're like, let's do this. So, yeah, it, it, it fell into place pretty quickly and couldn't be more excited. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. But that's how some of like, the best tours kind of end up like coming into fruition where all of a sudden it's just, you know, just reach out to them. It's like, you know, maybe send a gif of just like, hey, how's it going? And yeah, all of a sudden like, it's just... <laughs> So like some silly kind of banter back and forth. And next thing you know, you guys become yeah. friends. It's like, Hey, let's go on tour together. And then before you know it, it's like every couple of years, it's, you got, it's all of a sudden you, know, you see limbs in Greyhaven touring once again, just because it works. If it works, why mess with yeah, success? For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So even going a little bit more into that as well, because of course, you guys got the EP coming out. I did go as deep as possible as I could into it just because, well, again, I listened to it. You got seven songs on there and I was listening to it. And like I said at the beginning of it, I saw a post hardcore. I'm like, ooh, I know I'm going to kind of like this. All of a sudden listening to it, I'm just like, there is so much more than just calling it post hardcore. And you're like, there's many different tropes on here. A yeah. lot of different metalcore tropes on there. And I'm a fan of the heavier stuff. I'm a fan of metalcore through and through. So when I heard that, especially on the opening track, Morality Moment, I just literally had this moment where my mouth just went like, <gasps> yeah, <gasps> that's that's a fun one for sure. And I think, you know, because like, like post hardcore, like you said, that's like a total blanket statement that can be anything underneath like you know multiple sub genres so like yeah i mean that's the easiest way to go about it like when somebody says oh what's your band sound like and i'm like uh post hardcore ish metalcore ish you know there's there's always that hyphen at the end of the, the sub genre but uh yeah re really excited for this one that that first track mortality moment is definitely one of my favorite ones on there too because it's got that kind of classic like metalcore modern kind of bounciness to it and it's heavy so, oh, yeah. oh yeah, especially, I mean, opening up with that on an EP like this, you just open up with just this heaviness and just this kind of upfront brashness, just the whole entire song. It's like, you know, and we're going into this EP, it's, we're not necessarily sure what to expect, you know, even going forward after this, you know, there's so many different sounds, especially you're saying, no, post-hardcore-ish, yeah. metalcore-ish, you never know what yeah. way you can go to, because all of a sudden you have songs where, you know, it has a lot more of that metalcore feel. You get that bounce in there. Also, you get some like those like big pickups in the bridge and then some big breakdowns in there that are going to have people, you know, in the crowd all of a sudden backing up, ready to go absolutely nuts in that pit. Me being one yeah. of them. Then you have some other tracks in there. All of a sudden, it's like, you know, a little bit more in that classic post-hardcore feel. And then sometimes they drop back a little bit more in the softer range and kind of go in between all there. You guys definitely covered a lot of different styles in here to really, in my opinion, match all the different emotions that were coming through on these songs on this EP to really let it flow. Yeah. And, and I appreciate you saying that and like, you know, having that recognition with it. It's just, uh, I'm super excited for it. It's definitely um, a natural progression from our previous material because we had that three song EP called Only the Lonely Know back in 2020 which was a definite shift in the the sound of the band and the direction we wanted to take things. But I feel like this record with Coma Year is just a, it's a huge step forward. And, you know, it's exactly where we want to be right now as a band. It's like using that previous EP as kind of like the primer is like the, okay, get yeah. ready for this. Like what you're about to expect. Yeah, stepping stone. Yeah, for sure. It's like already, you know, it's kind of like, okay, this is going to start to grow a little bit, start to simmer, and all of a sudden, Coma Year is going to come out, and people are just going to listen. It's like, okay, you listen to that previous EP, you kind of see the progression happen. But, of course, the mm -hmm. most important thing you said in there was making music, like, the one, the stuff that you really wanted to make, like, the progression that you wanted to, guys, you guys wanted to go on, the style that you guys really wanted to gear towards. I mean, that's the important thing in all of this. Yeah, and I think that's what made it so enjoyable to see this album come to light and to have it finished and done is understanding at the end of the day, we did exactly what we wanted to do. We didn't put we didn't put ourselves in a box, you know, we didn't, you know, limit ourselves in any sort of factor with, oh, we've got to sound like this or we have to stay in this vein of post hardcore or metalcore. And that's that's what was so rewarding about it, like I said, is that we did what we wanted to do. And I, I don't think it could have come out any better. I mean, I'd have to agree with you on that. Plus, even take a look at like the bands that are really growing and, you know, anywhere within rock and metal or dominating whatever, you know, genre, subgenre are really taking over. 
it's, I mean, they're making music and sometimes, you know, they might stay in a box, but that might be what they like to do. Some bands like to go out and be more adventurous and that's what they like to do. But it's the bands that are really the ones that are, you know, taking the scene by storm right now. The ones that are going to be on top of their game or the one, they're like the band that I would consider on top of it right now with Bring Me the Horizon. It's whatever you want to make, whatever you want to go after, yeah, go after it because then it's going to bring forward a genuineness and honesty in the music and it's not going to sound forced. It's actually going to sound incredibly natural no matter how different it might be from some of the previous material that you worked on. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head with that one because we even have a song on this record where there are no screaming vocals like at all. And that's like that's something this band has never done. So I, I was super excited about that as well. So there's, yeah, there's there's something for everybody on this one, for sure. Yeah, and even like on the song, you guys don't use the screaming vocals on or the unclean vocals. What it ends up doing is it gives that song a completely different emotion. It just allows it to flow yeah. in a completely different way and hit on a completely different topic just because of that, because you're not going to get that uh, like heavier screaming, unclean style of vocal to convey that emotion with more of this potential anger, this more of this potential motivated or like desperation kind of tone yeah. that that ends up you know always annotating to you're going to end up bringing it up with you know a cleaner tone essentially a softer tone and just letting it flow in that realm so that it's like okay now we're going to get on a completely different understanding of the emotion and of the story you're trying to tell through that song nailed it yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> pretty sure next time i'm gonna have to like i have to have like a plank of wood right here and a nail sticking in there. So every time someone says like, oh, I was spot on or like nailed it, just take a hammer. I would, I would enjoy that. That's sick. Yeah, you should definitely do that. Or I'll put it up on the wall. So at least like if, because if I hit it on here, all of a sudden my table would just like, you know, shake all Whoa. over the place. Next thing you know, this monitor comes crashing down. This thing comes crashing yeah. down. <laughs> the light I have above there goes off to the side. And all of a sudden it's like, I'm in complete darkness or I'm trying to record a podcast with me not being able to actually see the person. And it's like, I can hear yeah. you, but I can't see. And I don't know what buttons I'm hitting. Right. Yeah. Would, would be funny though. It would be good. It'd be good. It would be a good move. So <laughs> jumping a little bit more into this whole entire EP and the creation behind it, because I was taking a little bit, look at the press release that was on it when I got to listen to the whole entire thing. And Looking into like uh, the meaning behind it, really like the inspiration behind it, I do want to ask about that. So what was the real inspiration behind this EP? Where the meaning of a lot of these songs come from? And what was the drive to write something like this? Yeah, this time around, I mean, because we touched on a few things with our last three song EP. Um, but this time around, I definitely had the mindset going into this of I just need to put everything on the table i need to be upfront and honest and open about the things i'm going through personally and what i'm feeling on a day-to-day -day basis um and it has really offered itself as a form of therapy for me to to get these songs out into the wild and to have them you know in a tangible sense to be able to listen back to them and you know not so much put myself back into a dark place like i may have been talking about lyrically but to understand you know, where I was at a certain point in time mentally and where I'm at now. So it's it's that realization of what I've been able to overcome and having that in in a musical format is, is like I said, extremely therapeutic for me to look back on now. 
And not only is it yeah. going to be therapeutic for you to look back at, it's also going to be therapeutic for other people because with you being honest, taking a look at some of those things and reflecting on that, the emotion yeah. that comes out in these songs, the emotion that comes out in the lyrics, in the way your vocal pattern is, in the way the tone is, whether it's on the screaming unclean side or the clean, more flowing side of those, you know, of those songs. And then when it comes to instrumental backing as well, just the way that emotion is going to be portrayed out there, that's what people are going to connect with. That's what people are going to listen to. And that's what they're going to put their own interpretations into this and really let it fly so they can connect with it on their own. And yeah, it's going to be connected within in different specifics, but that core emotion is always going to be the same. Yeah. And that's, and that's what I love about, you know, being able to share my art as a musician is that it's always left to interpretation. You know, they may not have gone through the same loss or the same personal situations that I may have been in, but like you said, you know, it, it can hit in a different way for every single person, you know, and at the end of the day, that's all I truly want, you know, out of, out of this record is for people to connect with it. Maybe it'll help somebody get through a dark time like it helped me, you know, to write this out and get things off my chest. But like you said, yeah, it connects with people in a different way. And yeah, that, that makes me really happy to, to think about that at the end of it all. And even when I jumped into it and was really looking through it, I mean, the way that I ended up connecting with this EP, really diving as deep as I did into it, taking a look at just a bunch of different things, a bunch of different emotions surrounding ideas of death and ideas of loss. Because even thinking about the pandemic as well, how many people we lost, how many close amount of people that, you know, you might have been close to family members you might have yeah. lost. I did lose a grandfather to COVID-19. So just kind of adding that into there. And this also seeing like how this EP really went through and dove deep into the emotions that you might be feeling surrounding that with grief, with loss, with anger, with potential bleakness, just this numbness in a way and just really kind of diving deep into these ideas and letting them flow so that no matter what kind of standpoint you might've been coming from or how you might've felt like because of a loss of someone close to you, a loss of something, a loss of your own passion, a loss of your own, you know, will to go forward on certain uh, instances, whatever it might be. This EP really touched on a lot of that and really brought a lot of different emotion out to the forefront with, again, you have some songs that are really on the heavy, like more on the heavier, what you expect from like more of like, you know, that metal course out. Some bring more of the post-hardcore stuff. Some go softer. You do have the one where there's no unclean vocals or screams whatsoever. It all hits yeah. on those different emotions to really allow the listener to put themselves in that position and just get lost in it to also discover more about themselves yeah and i hope they do i mean that that would that's like i said at the end of the day if people connect with it on a personal level that's 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 what i you know long to most have you know i mean it's it's sick i love that and i absolutely think that i mean when people do listen to this they're going to i mean i know uh coma year is already out as a single and after listening to that one like that was the one that just out of all the songs on the EP, that was the one that struck a chord with me the most, just with its overall construction, the flow, everything around there. Like it just hit in a certain way, especially with me when it came to just the mental kind of place that I was coming to into this song, really yeah. taking a look at that, reflecting on myself through it, hearing how everything kind of played around it. It just stood out as like, I mean, a lot of these songs stood out, I'm not going to lie, but that one was the one that just kind of always peaked in my head where when I was running through the album, when I was preparing for this podcast, listening to the whole entire EP, that was the song I kept wanting to come back to. Yeah, that one, um, I mean, that one as well as Spirit Breaker were definitely the two heaviest as far as like subject matter goes. Um, yeah, but yeah, with Come A Year, it's, it's about my father. I lost my father in 2015. 
Um, but it also has a bit of a double meaning because coma year, the title itself refers to the year after I lost him. So like 2015 to 2016. But it also refers to, you know, what we all went through as, as a society in the pandemic over the last couple of years, you know, when 2020 hit. Because um, for me personally, when the pandemic hit after we had just finished the tour, it was really difficult for me to have like a positive outlook once again, because I felt like all of those old feelings that I had when losing my dad back in 2015 were just coming right back. All of my fears and my uncertainties and my anxiety, it just was magnified tenfold because of the pandemic. So it, it definitely holds that double meaning. And, you know, like you said, with losing your grandfather, which sorry to hear that, man, I, I lost mine right before my dad too. So I know how tough that is, but it's just, it's one of those songs that even me listening back to and, you know, having that self-realization at the end of the day, I hope that it, I hope that it, you know, strikes a nerve with people, like you said, and then I hope it helps. Oh, I, I think it absolutely does. And I mean, a lot of it has to come from like, especially when you're writing it, just hearing the tone of your voice when you were talking about it, just, I mean, losing someone you're close to losing someone you love is never an easy thing. It never is, right. but it's just, you know, when that does happen and, you know, all of a sudden the realization really sets in because, you know, the, the five, there's always the classic five stages of grief. It's once, you know, things start to set in, different feelings come around and having to go through and process those emotions sometimes can be a very scary thing. And where I kind of went with Comey on my own was kind of like losing someone in life and processing those emotions, but also with potential like bleakness and a potential blankness just because that loss happened and now there's that void there and you might not necessarily know like where to go with it or like what's next or just don't feel any sort of like motivations because someone that you potentially very close to is now gone. You can't share any more moments yeah. with them. You can't have that connection with them anymore based off of that. It is a very tough thing to go forward with, but it yeah. also sheds light on the fact that people do deal with loss. People do deal with these things and especially with the pandemic as well. I mean, a lot of those feelings of like loss and potential bleakness and blandness and lost hope in there because no one knew what the hell was yeah. going on. No one knew what to expect tomorrow. Everything yeah. was taken away from us and we didn't know if we were going to get it back or not. Just that feeling of it, it felt like, you know, you're kind of in that like comatose state where you're just, you're there, but you're not present there. Yeah. There's a, there's a classic saying that I always think about when, you know, we talk about things like this, you know, they say the lights are on, but nobody's home, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> exactly that. Yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, it's, you seem like you're there, but like on the inside, it's just, there's, there, there's something missing. Yeah, man. hundred percent. You really need that. You really need that board on the wall with the nails. You're just like <laughs> nailing it today. man. <laughs> no. Oh God. I mean, I'm pretty sure if we went into every other song, I feel like, you know, by the time, if I put that board up on there with the hammer and the nail, I'm pretty sure I'd either need nail. multiple yeah. nails or I would have so many in there that like the wood would start to warp. And it's just like, okay, trying to put one in there. No, I'm not nailing the wood right now. I'm nailing literally into a bunch of other nails and trying to like, get this. <laughs> I might have the wood just completely splinter apart just because it can't hold anymore. Right. Yeah. But even just diving deeper into Comier, because of course, like on the EP, it is the third song. And every time I go through it, like EP album like this, I'll always do it from top to bottom. I'm going to listen to how you guys put it out there, how you guys yeah. intended us to hear it, because 
You guys, you know, you guys put that track list together in that order for a very specific reason. I know you guys don't take that lightly because especially with something like this, with dealing with those feelings of loss, potential hopelessness, and just whatever else might come up during that time, the way that the art goes from, you know, mortality moment to spirit breaker, then the comier, and then all the way down till you get to, uh, slow burn at the end. I want to make sure I got that right. Yes. So it gets a slow burn at the end. It's you definitely go through that type of journey and especially, you know, starting out with mortality moment and then going into spirit breaker. It's from that feeling of loss and from those emotions, you come in there with like a heavier sound has more of this, you know, sometimes anger and sometimes desperation behind it as well. But again, when we go through those moments, I mean, people have gone through them and those emotions are very prevalent in a lot of those things. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm the same way with records too. I definitely pay attention to stuff like that. Cause I mean, some of my favorite records, I'll just, I'll go ahead and plug my favorite band of all time. Circus survive. Juturna, uh, their first full length record is one of those albums that when it came out, I a listened to it on repeat for just forever and ever and ever. But it is also, like you said, set up in a way to convey certain feelings at certain times. And I just, I, I love that. Oh, and, and when you get to that point as well, I mean, it's a journey that you go on is the artist is basically like holding your hand through this emotional journey and you're <laughs> yeah. not, and it's like, you're, you're not going to feel is that you're not going to, you know, run through and like, think about the same things that they were thinking. No, you're going to be thinking about things that you were thinking that attach to those emotions. So that's yeah. why music can be such a powerful thing. That's why people connect with certain albums in such certain ways. That's why when you see people like in crowds and all of a sudden they have signs like your music saved my life. That's a legitimate real thing because of how close they connected with it and how impactful that emotional journey was when they listened to when they listened to that whole album run through and went through that to potentially understand more about themselves, discover certain things about themselves. If they were dealing with loss or any kind of trauma or any kind of just, you know, negativity that might have been going on that might have been affecting them negatively. It's putting that into perspective, understanding the emotion, being able to start to process those so that they don't necessarily affect you that negatively. So you don't have the burden of them, you know, constantly preventing you from living life to the fullest and, you know, achieving your dreams, achieving your goals, everything around there. Yeah. A hundred percent, man. And that's like, like you said, music is such a powerful outlet for, for anyone. Cause you know, I mean, for me at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a regular guy, just like anybody else. And, you know, when we put out spirit breaker and coma year, I did have so many messages of, of people saying like, Hey man, you know, I really connected with this for reasons A, B, and C, or it got me through a dark time and it got me out of this rut. And I love that because, you know, I'm just a normal person. Uh, you know, I play music, but I'm just a regular guy, just like everybody else. And, you know, it's nice to hear from people and understand that they see me as just me as well, even outside of the band and recognize that like, well, here's somebody that went through some shit. And he's made it so that, you know, gives them hope in a sense like, oh, I can do that, too. If he can do it, I can do it. And, you know, that I'm very fortunate and very grateful to, to be able to have that voice and to have people reach out like they have been. It just it makes my day for sure. Since the release of those two songs, has there been like any kind of like one specific message or one specific person that reached out to that just struck a chord with you like a little bit more impactfully than the others? Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, I had um, a friend who I hadn't spoken to in a long, long time who just messaged me last week who she had lost her father as well. Just, I mean, literally right before we put that song out. And it was 
it was tough, man. It, it was tough to talk to her about that, having it be so fresh on her end, you know, because, you know, I can understand to a degree how she must be feeling right now with, with grief, with the grieving process. And it, it hit me hard, man. It, you know, because like you mentioned earlier, everybody experiences loss at some point or another. But, you know, putting that song out and like rehashing some of those, own, you know, some of my own feelings with it um, and then having her reaching out to me, like I said, I hadn't spoken to her in 10 years. And just out of the blue, she sent me a message and, you know, let me know about her dad passing and, you know, just basically said, thank you for this because I really needed this right now. And I mean, it's, it was hard not to get choked up at that, you know, man, because like I said, I, I can kind of understand how she feels to a degree because we share that same pain of loss. So that one, that one got me. Yeah, that, that one tugged at the heartstrings quite a bit. But you got to think about it this way, too. It tugs at the heartstrings, but it also does for the positive aspects of it, because, yeah. I mean, it is unfortunate, again, that your friend uh, lost her father. But through hearing your song and through feeling those emotions, reaching out to you, it helps the healing process. It helps those emotions begin to really be understood and really be able to go be processed through, because yeah. by listening to that song, by listening to your music, even though she hadn't spoken to you, you know, like you said, 10 years, what yeah. ends up happening is the connection behind there, the realization behind there, and also understanding that, you know, at those times when things are not going right, when you're feeling lost, when you're feeling, you know, potential anger, desperation, despair, whatever it might be, sometimes you feel alone and sometimes you feel like you can't go anybody to talk to, which is very unfortunate, but that's one of the beauties yeah. of music. It's there for you. It's always going to be there for you because the emotion is always going to be there. And if you connect with it, then it's going to be, it, it's going to, it's going to feel comfort. It's going to bring you home, but it's also going to help you work through those emotions, understand them and not necessarily, you know, be that thing that's going to prevent you from going through. It's going to be that inspiration point. And just by reaching out to you, it shows that connectedness and it shows the impact yeah of what you went through, the story that, that you're telling and the emotions that you're presenting here. It's giving people comfort and knowing they're not the only ones that have gone through this and connecting with you in that way just makes it much more powerful. Yeah, I mean, like you said, yeah, it's, you know, with, with that situation, it, it helps her to understand that she's not alone. You know, I think one of the last things that I said to her, because I I still feel this very strongly with, with my own dad, I still feel like he's with me every day. You know, he lives on through my memory and, you know, my day-to-day -day life. And, you know, I basically told her that, you know, he may not physically be here anymore, but he's always going to be with you. And, you know, I, I meant that because I, I feel the same about my dad. You know, there's still plenty of days out of the week that I'll like have a dream about him or, and it's been, you know, it's been seven years since I've lost him, but it's, it's like it was yesterday for me, you know? So I'm, I'm constantly thinking about him. I, I'll dream about him or like, I'll go listen to old, voicemails from him or like look at old pictures of us from like a surf trip that we would take or if we went fishing or something so like I've always got those memories and he definitely lives on through me with those things and I basically conveyed all that to her and you know hopefully that made her feel a little better like you said it made her hopefully understand that she's not the only one and that she's not truly alone yeah no oh, absolutely even like with me losing my grandfather as well it's just like music was one of the things that just kind of just kept it more center and kept my emotions being able to be processed. I mean, one of the one of the songs that I kept listening to at that moment, the one that every time I listen to, I think of my grandfather is from the first note by We Came as Romans, because the second verse is something oh, like, yeah. 
I want to go back to say I, and to tell you that you're always in my heart. You'll always live through me. It's just, you know, every I, I, I knew him for 27 years. The last thing yeah. that I got to see him on Thanksgiving in 2021, that was the last time I got to see him. The last time I got to talk to him, I was on the road driving to a show because I was going to go down to see a show that I really wanted to go see. It was on my birthday. So he called me and, you know, going through that process, it's like I wasn't able to talk to him since like, or at that point because all of a sudden he had COVID, couldn't go in and, you know, see him because they're only yeah. letting, you know, literal immediate family. So it was just my mom and her two sisters that were able to go. But after yeah. Christmas, I was cleaning out this uh, this bowl I had in my kitchen because I just threw a bunch of like the like birthday cards. They had their Christmas cards in there. And I literally pulled out the last one. I was right about to throw it away. And then I just couldn't do it because I looked at it and it was the card my grandpa gave me. It was the card that he signed, wow. picked out everything. And yeah. all, and it had a picture, like it had a picture of Snoopy on it, which always made <laughs> me laugh a little bit just because I was never, never really cared for the like peanuts, never really cared for that. But Snoopy sure. was a beagle when I was growing up. The dog we had was a beagle and my grandpa loved uh, the dog. So it was just like, I, there was some weird connection there. And, yeah. ever, and ever since I, once I found that, I'm like, I took all the other cards, put them somewhere else. I took that card, got a little like shelving thing in my kitchen. Actually, it was the only place I knew, like had a spot that I knew would be safe. Put yeah. it up there. So now every time I walk into the house, I can see that card. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's super important to, to, to have things like that. I mean, cause I, I've got weird little things around the house, but I've done the same, like a band that I was in years ago had put out a record and, you know, my dad was like, just super deep into it. He was like checking out all the lyrics and everything. And he'd like sent me a, um, just sent me a random letter about something. Maybe it was like insurance cards or something that got shipped to his house instead of mine but he had like handwritten some of the lyrics from that record. And I've, I've got those lyrics with his handwriting, like on the table over here next to like my coffee pot and stuff. So like, I see that every day or like I've got a, um, there's an old arcade he used to take me to all the time that had like tokens instead of like tickets. So you get like X amount of tokens for points. And I was going through a bunch of old stuff from, from his old house the other night and I found that token. So now that token's in my wallet. So it's like these little, these little totems, you know, these little pieces, these memories that are attached to like something physical and tangible that you kind of keep close by. So I think, I feel like that's super important to do. It's cool that you've got that, that as well. It, it is, it is super important because it's going to end up not only like keeping their memory alive, but also keeping their connection alive that they had to, because you, yeah. you're, you're going to keep those like little memories around those little, like, you know, things that you found that you're connected to them around because of the positivity and the positive relationship that you had with them, how they made yeah. you feel and just how they helped you as a person. So yeah, that's why you're going to want to keep those around there because I mean, at first it might hurt to see those just because the like grief and loss and more, you might be ever present in your mind, but as time goes on, you know, we're going to focus more on the positive things. We're going to focus more on the positive impacts they had on you. I'm going to be very curious to see what happens when I end up uh, going up to my aunt and uncle's, uh, place like you know further up north just because we'd always go there like family vacation kind of style just like hang out for a week mm -hmm. and yeah i don't go fishing really ever but i would always go fishing up there every single day because that's one thing my grandpa liked to do and it nice. was always fun just to hear him you know bitch about how the fish were taking his worms and how nothing <laughs> was biting but there was one time this is this is just one of the funniest stories i have and this is something that it's gonna sound like wait what the hell but it's just one of the funniest things that just always makes me laugh where one time this was about two years ago, 
he was on the pier fishing and I was like helping him like set up and stuff. Got them all set up and I was putting a worm on. My uncle was in the was in the boathouse and my the rest of my family was upstairs. They were gonna be coming down the pier anytime soon. And he blatantly looks at me and says, Kevin, you know you're not my favorite grandson, right? <laughs> and I just I, I I looked at him with this look of like, but it wasn't me being oh, like did. shocked <laughs> that I, that he's that, you know, that was what he that, like that yeah. was like the revelation. It was just like you actually just said that out loud. And I looked at him like, it's, it's, it's my brother, isn't it? It's Scott. He's like, yep. I just looked, I knew it. <laughs> Turned around and just like had to hold in laughter because I'm like, what, what am oh, I expecting man. supposed to do with this? But it's just hysterical to look back at it. It's like, yeah, did, did my grandpa, you know, it was that mean he didn't love me? No, it doesn't mean that. Him, my brother had a little, I just had a closer connection with the stuff that they both like to do, the stuff yeah. they did together. So I totally understood it. But it's just funny to actually hear that, like, completely come unhinged from him. But I look back at that moment, and it's just – I don't look back at that with any kind of negativity. I just look back at that as, that's just funny. Oh, yeah. Like, in retrospect, it was probably hilarious. And at the time, you're just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, okay. (laughs) Like, thank you for telling me. Like, I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty funny in the moment, though. I had to hold it together because all of a sudden I saw my family coming downstairs. I'm just like – okay, don't lose it because like you, like, I don't want to say this and then like have my family be like, why did you say yeah. that? To-? Like, no, no, no. That's a moment. And like, I, I told everyone like, you know, like people are telling stories at the, at his funeral. And that was the one that I told. Yeah. And it was like, nice. like, why did you tell us before? I'm like, I didn't want to get him in trouble. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> yep. But again, it's, you, you know, you look at certain things, it just, it reminds you of those people and just, Again, the positivity that they had on your life. And, you know, even with this EP, because, I mean, for a good amount of time, like I even like how I took it, how I interpreted it, and just the sounds, the, like the lyrics, everything. It does take a look at, in my opinion, a lot of times at the darker side of it. But you, everyone, when it's, when, you know, you lose someone close to you or you experience a loss of some kind of thing, there is always going to be that feeling of dark, despair, grief, you know, mourning of whatever it might be. And it can yeah. potentially lead you down a dark path. But, be able to confront that on something like this EP and then with slow burn, be able to come out of that on the other side and really kind of go yeah. through that full force and full circle. That's the thing that really like sticks out on this EP where you don't shy away from the real emotions. You don't shy away from anything around there. And that's, yeah, I mean, you said it, man. I mean, that's, that was another focus that I had when writing these songs is like, you know, for lack of a better term, I just, I kind of wanted to just, keep it real. You know, I wanted to be honest with myself and, and the process because, I mean, there's definitely been times in the past in my musical career where I've written something just because it sounded good or I've, you know, changed my mind about something that I'd written because, oh, I thought it was too vulnerable or too telling. And, you know, like I said, with, with this record, all of that was just out the window. I was like, we need, to, like, I need to do this for myself. Like, a couple of the guys in the band were going through, you know, personal things at the time as well. So I was like, I need to do this for us, you know, just can be, be completely selfless about it in my approach to it. And, you know, like I mentioned before, just laying it out on the table, being upfront, honest, like if I'm vulnerable, so what, you know, but at least at the end of the day, I know that everything that I've put here into this is all from the heart and, you know, just an honest representation of, of what I've overcome. And kind of going back to something I alluded to earlier with the overall emotion behind it, just like really putting all that out there. 
and just people connecting with it. It's you really did open up on this whole entire thing. You let it all out there. There is no denying that, but it's the way that it's constructed where, you know, could it be a little bit too vulnerable? The way it's constructed and the way the lyrics are put, it's put the perfect way where you're guiding through that story, but you're guiding us through with different metaphors to really capture that emotion so that, you know, we have the freedom to be vulnerable within ourselves and really understand the emotions that are being sh- shown here, really understand the emotions that we're feeling around there and really begin to dive deep and process those so that, you know, maybe somebody will listen to this EP and then just experienced loss, but never really had a chance to process those emotions for a number of different reasons. Maybe the family dynamic yeah. just wasn't there. Maybe they were, you know, they had so many other things going on where the focus was, you know, potentially, you know, making sure all the arrangements were made, making sure all the affairs were in order, making sure that everything was perfect, was like still running a tight, like for the family, still running a tight ship, or yeah. maybe other people were showing more of the emotion and you were there at that point to be more of the rock of the situation or more of that consistent, you know, someone that they can lean on that shoulder to cry on, but you may have never had that chance to experience emotions and work through those. Listening through this EP, people can listen to this and finally open up at that point, be vulnerable to themselves and really understand those emotions and begin to heal just by listening to this thing from top to bottom. Yeah, I, I I really hope so, man. I mean, that's that's what I really strive for with this release. And um, you know, I I forget who said it, but um, maybe oh, you know what? And not that I agree with everything that this guy says on the internet, but Joe Rogan was interviewing somebody on his podcast uh, recently, and he said, "I just wish that people would be fucking nicer to each other." He's like, "At the end of the day, I wish that people would realize and understand that we are all sharing the same consciousness." just seeing things through a different biological lens. And that like that really struck a chord with me, man. Cause like I said, I don't I don't really follow a lot of what he does and says, but hearing him say that and like coming to terms with that and understanding, like, yeah, man, if people treated each other as if it were themselves, just in a different body, then I think the world would be a different place altogether. So, you know, going back to with this record, I, I hope that does resonate in that same way. Like I said, I hope people, you know, pick up on what I've written and apply it to their own lives as, you know, as if they had written these things. But then even on top of that, too, it allows people to understand kind of, you know, from your vulnerability, what you went through, able to put themselves in that situation, put their own perspective on it as well. And to start to understand where other people are coming, understand differing, you know lenses that people go through life and view life through based off of the different experiences they have and then deploy compassion deploy empathy in those situations to where something Mm -hmm. might be happy where it's like okay this is completely out of the ordinary or like this is like what's going on here where i mean i I even remember this that i was i was a junior in uh i was a junior in college and all of a sudden like one of my uh, roommates said something to one of my other roommates and they got into a full-on fist fight out of nowhere and it was just like wait what's going on and literally separated the guys. It was like we had two rooms, so like two of us shared a room. And I just went to the room that I shared with one of the guy. Literally kind of calmed down, like just what's going on because I never had seen in that. And it wasn't trying yeah. to like get to the bottom of, oh, why did you hit him? It's like, dude, what's going on with you? Just because. Mm-hmm. And then hearing him talk through it, and especially there was something that happened a couple of days beforehand too, where those guys kind of completely screwed me over. Instead of trying to yeah. think, get my revenge on that, it was. No, you're, something's going on here. Yeah, like, yeah. If, if I was in that situation, you know, I would want someone to just be there for me 
And even if I didn't want to open up at that point, just having the ability to talk to somebody and knowing that someone is there to just listen and just to understand, it adds so much more to the connection that we can make. It adds so much more to the, I'm trying to, the positivity that we can bring as people, not only to our immediate, you know, our immediate lives, just ourselves, but the people around us and everyone that we come in contact with. Yeah, man, absolutely. Yeah, totally agree. Man, we're getting deep with this EP, but then again, this EP goes <laughs> deep. I mean, what else I mean, are we going to do? Yeah, that was that was kind of the idea behind it. Like, I, uh, yeah, I knew when we started getting ready to release this record and, you know, people started talking about it and I started having to look back on these things. I was like, oh, shit, I really did write all these songs. Oh, man, <laughs> like we're going to we're going to have to go down the rabbit hole with some stuff here. Yeah. So no, it, yeah, it was expected. <laughs> but the important part about it is it opens up the ability to have these conversations. It opens up the ability to talk about these things and not feel scared to do so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause if we that's feel, a, that's a good way to put it, man. Yeah. Cause if we feel scared to do so all of a sudden, what's going to happen, we're going to keep stuff to ourselves. We're never going to actually process or we're never actually going to have that moment where people that really care about us or people that we care about that we have that kind of connection and potentially we could go back to a time where all of a sudden, you know, even think about the pandemic where everyone was, you know, okay, lockdown happened. You're kind of forcing your house. And the only type of connection that you can have is, you know, through a computer screen or through your phone screen, it kind of yeah. takes us back to a setting like that where the ability to connect with people is outstanding. You have the ability to connect with yeah. people in so many different ways, but the genuine connection, that genuine personal connection, that genuine personal relationship that you have with people, it's so broken because of that. And with an with an EP like this, it opens up the ability for people to understand emotions and connect with the people that they're closest to once again, even though it might yeah. be through you know, might be through grief, might be through sadness, might be through some of those things that don't really, you know, aren't on the po the super positive side of life. But it's sometimes in that moment, we can connect with others and really get an understanding of not only where the people are coming from and who they are, but also just, just being there for people. 100%, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you pretty much summed it up right there. <laughs> All right, where's that freaking hammer? I need I need a board. I need a nail. I need to yeah. Start going nuts over here. Yeah, you're out of nails already, man. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm, I'm gonna need to run the freaking like Ace Hardware and just get like a whole box right. of them, and then that, that at, at this point of the podcast with the way we're going, that might last me what like another fifteen minutes. Right. Honestly, dude, what would be even sweeter than like instead of the hammer and nail is if you just had like two by four on the wall, maybe like find a stud in your wall, just have that two by four there. And just like nail gun, just like <laughs> every single time he's like, got one. I feel like that'd be fun. <laughs> that would be fun. But knowing myself, I'd probably get like dangerous with it or also not like going next to it. I'm going to end up backing up like trick shot nail gun. And then yeah, end up, yeah. it's gonna, 360 no scope it. <laughs> and then what'll end up happening is, is uh, I remember watching this when I was like in middle school because my, uh, my brother and his friends found out about the comedy team, the whitest kids, you know, and they did a whole entire oh, sketch yeah. with the nail gun where they accidentally killed their like younger brother in the sketch with the nail gun, brought him back to life. And he just like was talking about all these terrible things that he saw in the afterlife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're like, you got, you got to calm him down. You know, our parents are going to be home soon. 
Yeah. <laughs> that 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 would be me, but it would but I wouldn't hit anybody. I would be like, oh, I'm trying to do this trick shot. Oh no, I hit like I hit this signed poster that I got that I really like. Or I, you know, I hit one of the skate decks up here. I hit my team, I hit my record player, I hit my I hit my foot. <laughs> now I can't move off the wall because oh. my foot's here, the nail's in there, and I'm trying to pull it out, but nope, now I'm nailed yeah. to the wall, everybody. Yeah, I could go south real quick, real easy. <laughs> I'm doing podcasts like this for like for like a month. It's just like, yeah, so Kev, why is your foot yeah, there? Yeah. It's yeah, like that well, guy, don't worry about that little guy. Yeah. So don't, don't worry about that. If, if 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 you want anyone to blame, blame myself, but maybe get a little bit to Austin from Limbs, because we kind of came up with the idea on our podcast. Just yeah, I get it. Limbs. Huh? Ah. <laughs> oh <laughs> see now that would be perfect. I really need to get one of those stud finders and like put it up here and just find it. But you know, I'm gonna have to do the classic dad joke. All right, stud finder. Whoa. Whoa, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> but that means, you know, all of a sudden, like I'd have to do it and have to have some people around here. Cause if all of a sudden I did it and I'm like the only one here, that's it's like, oh no, that's just a, that's just a that's just wrong. <laughs> it's unfortunate, yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that is that is very, very, very unfortunate. And again, I want to jump a little bit more into the EP as well. I kind of want to go to the back end of it with slow burn because one thing that I did say a little bit earlier, but I really want to dive deeper into it's kind of really puts into play just everything that you went through through this EP, all the different feelings around loss, sadness, you know, sometimes depression, despair, all those kind of emotions that really surround all of that and really had this feeling of being able to, you know, finally you know, understand those emotions, work through those emotions, yeah. process those emotions and understand that, yes, that feeling of loss is still going to be there at times. But again, looking at more of the positive impact that those people had on your lives versus just, you know, the fact that they're no longer here, you're going to look at more of the impact and more of the legacy rather than the physical being. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and that's another hard hitting one for me because that's, you know, most of these songs are stories about my own personal experiences from like the outside looking in. But that one specifically with Slow Burn is definitely, you know, like an anthem for myself, so to speak. You know, it's it's that song that I basically put to the forefront of struggling with, you know, my anxiety and, and panic disorder and, you know, bouts of depression like so many others, you know, have dealt with through the pandemic. And you know, like the, the first line of the chorus says, how do I make the best of letting go of everything I've ever known? And, you know, whether that be referencing my dad, obviously, because he and I were super close, you know, when he was around or, you know, jobs or career opportunities I no longer have, you know, anything that I may have had in the past that brought me joy that I don't have now. It's 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 my ability to work through that. And, you know, at the end of the, at the end of it all, understand that I'll get through it somehow, you know, just to have that level of self-preservation and, and understanding that, you know, at the end of it all, I'm still going to try my damnedest to like come back out on top, you know, like no matter what I'm going through at that time, for sure. And one of the cool parts about the track too, if, except taking a look at my notes that I wrote down on this whole entire thing was again, looking at the, you know, the title slow burn, sometimes you might be expecting yeah. something a little bit softer, something a little bit more calm, but that wasn't the case on this one. Like yeah. there was this energy and this flow to it. And just and the, the song that it reminded me of an energy and flow, just kind of like the feel of it was a song flashbang by the band avoid. And it was just the energy that was behind it, the drive that was behind it. Cause you know, you're talking about just, 
you know, dealing with all those different things and trying to find some positivity through there. Just the constant drive, that constant energy behind there. At times, that's what you need to find those silver linings. That's what you need to process those emotions to get to that point where, you know, you understand that, you know, at those things, you know, sometimes those things, they were good. Like they did bring you happiness, yeah. but now they're no longer, there's going to be other things that bring you happiness, but those things that, you know, are no longer there are no longer opportunities there. The things that you experience in those times can bring you happiness through memories and those memories will help the people that, you know, you were in contact with that are no longer there. It'll help them live on, will help their influence and help the positivity they brought to this world live on through you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause you know, like, like you said, you know, the, whatever I may be referring to in those songs, you know, like my darkest days, like those days are long gone. They're burnt out. They're behind me, but the memory of them is still, you know, slowly burning in, inside my mind. So hence the title. But, um, yeah, like, like you said, it's just that it's that strength to carry on, just like I say in the chorus as well. Um, and yeah, that, that's, that's one of my favorite ones on the record for sure. Oh, I, I can easily understand that because it does have, you know, for, especially from how you wrote in this meaning behind it, it has that anthem and it has that anthemic feel to continue to drive, to continue to go forward, to continue on and just keep doing the best as possible you can and taking the positivity from those memories and, you know, use and like having them as the positivity, looking back on them and remembering the great times that you once had and also being able to, yeah. do, you know, take those experiences and potentially use them going forward in your life, whether it's with your own family, with your own children, with the any with your friends, with anyone you might come in contact with. It's bringing yeah. that kind of positivity is such an important thing where that, you know, those memories, they're going to be a slow burn in you. But, you know, what was the best way? It's like when it comes to fire, those, you know, even the slow burn, those coals at the bottom are always burning the hottest. For sure, man. Yeah. And also just a to touch briefly, because you mentioned the band Avoid. I am now recently a big fan of that band those guys are fucking sick um who were they who did they just get off tour with i feel so bad it, it was fit for a was king it? silent planet yeah, fit for king. that's right that's right yeah because um i know i met um one of the guys daniel in fit for a king um i had known tuck like been friends with tuck online for a while and they actually came through panama city beach where i live here on one of their days off and I got to hang out and talk to those guys for a bit. But yeah, that avoid band is is sick. They're I really like they make me want to go outside and like skate. Like they just make <laughs> me want to like go like Ollie off a of sixteen stair, like try a handrail that scares the shit out of me. Those guys rip. Um it would be super sick if I ever got to play shows with them. But they're they're on the up, they're on the up and up, man. Those guys rip. Oh, absolutely. And like cause when I said that, I'm like, I hope he kind of knows who avoid is just based oh, dude, off that. But yeah. I'm I'm glad you do because like I've been I, I've known Benny the uh, their lead singer since early 2021. I I had him on the podcast in a blast. We've been we've talked back and forth a couple of times. I got to see him in that tour, and it's just the energy that they bring. It's it, it's it's a crazy yeah, manic wild. energy. Yeah. It's wild. But the thing I love I love about the most is is the fun that they end up having on stage, and it just resonates yeah. down to you. It's like so many people. Now this might be a little bit of a tangent, but so many people that I I know talk here. It's a lot of people talk about, you know, the good old days or wanting to go back to be like, you know, be a kid. But what I think they really want is just go back to a time where, you know, you could those responsibilities that you had were very minimal, where having fun yeah. was kind of the number one thing. Like, think about, you know, maybe like 
like junior year of high school where all of a sudden it's like you really don't have any responsibilities, but you have this ability to go and do so many different things. So at the drop of your hat, at the drop of hat, your friends want to go and, you know, play basketball outside until midnight at the park. Yeah, there's yeah. no question about it. Go over to a friend's house and stay there for like three straight days just doing stupid stuff. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, go for it. No premonition, no care in the world. It's people want to kind of get yeah, back at And watching a void on stage, it kind of brings back just that fun like no responsibility feeling energy, but just the funness of it. And I mean, listen again, listening to slow birth and kind of connecting it to it. It's having that same kind of energy. It's, you know, the positivity still lives in you, but you're kind of letting go of like, instead of letting go of those responsibilities, you're letting go of all that negativity that, you know, you felt yeah. around, there, around the emotions of loss, grief, sadness, everything. And again, focusing in on more of the positive. So those memories still slowly burn in you, but they're still burning the hottest so that when you go to them, the positivity is raining out from you. That's why that connecting to flashbang by a void, I think is, you know, a very like stylist or no, i you know, content wise with what the songs are about very, very different, but the emotion mm-hmm. and like the flow of them and really leading to that, like just feeling of letting go of those like things that are weighing you down at the same time. Yeah. Oh man. Does it match up perfectly? <laughs> tour, 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 tour. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I think they're they might still be looking for uh they might still be still be looking for another band to jump on the uh because they're I know Void Two is Silent Plan again but uh, North Lane is headlining that whole entire U.S. run. Oh, I, I think they're looking for, for that. I think they're looking for yeah, one more wish. band on there. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> limbs. <laughs> hey, UNFT, hit them up. What's up? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might actually work. You never know. I mean, give it a shot. Why never not? know, man. Yeah. Right. All of a sudden, you guys will be going out there with them. And, and I mean, you guys will be out there ripping it. All of a sudden, it's like, okay, crowds go nuts. Crowds feeling it. There's some crazy dude in the middle of the pit just going nuts. Like, who the heck is that guy? Just seems like he's having the most amount of fun. Wait. What guy that you're I know see? that, dude. <laughs> gonna be, hey, Austin, how's it going? And they probably just get right. hit from the side. And it's just like, oh, no. it's like afterwards, it's just like, are you good? Yeah, I'm good. You know, things could be worse. It's like, oh, boys, put it that way. Things could be worse. I've, I've, I've dealt with injuries in the pit before, and they just kind of motivate me even more just to have more fun. I've dealt with cuts. I've dealt with um, broken fingers. Oh, yeah. I've dealt with a knocked loose show. So I'm, <laughs> I know what I'm dealing with now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that was like, like um, when we were on our last tour back in February. We had played Atlanta, and we we love Atlanta. We always go to the Masquerade, and. Um, uh, Chris, our bass player, and Tyler, our guitar player, they've got a habit of just like jumping out into the crowd at the end of our set, and which I'm all for it. Like they have a great time with it, but it was really funny because they like they went out into the crowd and like the circle pit was going at the end of our last song, and uh, uh, Chris will tell you about it if you ever talk to him. He said all he remembers is like like jamming out to the breakdown in our last song and like looking over and just like getting clocked by some gigantic dude in an expire hoodie. <laughs> so he's, oh. like, he's like, I should have seen it coming. The guy was wearing like gym shorts and an expire, expire hoodies. So like, <laughs> but yeah, like he, came, he was fine. He came out of it. Okay. He came out of it on top. He's like, yeah, all right, that was sick. And we can't wait to come back already. So <laughs> I'll say, I'll say, why does that make the most amount of sense with my experience being in mosh pits where it's a guy wearing expire hoodie and gym shorts <laughs> right. being the one to do that. It just, yeah. It just makes the most amount of sense. Honestly, you see me in there, it's always shorts and some ridiculous band t-shirt. Like when I saw Knock Loose, it was what ridiculous band shirt should I, or what ridiculous shirt did I go with? 
Electric Cowboy, just because it was funny. And <laughs> nothing says go crazy in Mosh like a shirt that, on the back that says never stop the party. Yeah, dude, it's 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 either that or like you got to always watch out for the dudes in like Zibaldo shirts or like a terror hoodie. And you're just like, oh, shit. All right. Just stay with me. Like, that's that's what they're going to start like. That's where they start like throwing elbows and crowd killing and. <laughs> If it's if it's yeah. if it's a show where that you know where everyone's just like going you know having a good time matching you know pushing you know shoulder all that kind of stuff and someone's gonna start throwing yeah. hands and throwing elbows, that's when you got to take care of those people. <laughs> yeah, some, some level of crowd control needs to be employed there. Yeah, yeah. We, I had and it's usually one... and it's usually another guy in a Zabalba hoodie or a terror t-shirt. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, we we had something like that happen at one of the recent shows I was at. I was seeing uh. It was in Milwaukee. I was seeing Rise Against, and any chance I get to go see Rise Against, I'm not missing it. Oh, like yeah. I can see my favorite band. Oh, I'm like, I am there. So we're in the we're in the middle of the pit, and all of a sudden, everyone's like having a blast. Like no one's going to no one's going like you know crowd killer mode. Everyone's picking each other up off the ground if they fall down. Everyone's you know basically following pit etiquette. This one yeah. big dude comes in, probably was kind of drunk, and just starts like cracking throwing elbows. And oh, hit no. somebody right next to me in the face with one, comes back with the other, and I saw it, so I kind of like stepped back, missed, and yeah. he kept going. I'm like, I'm not dealing with this. So I kind of just went like <laughs> push him, like I'm throwing him like out of the pit. All of a sudden he gets to the edge, and some other guys like had enough of him, just threw like pushed him. Guy goes flat in his face, and it's like trying to pick him up, and it's like, um, he's down. Like he's actually oh, down. No. So, we, oh, like, no. of course, you know, have the like put up the X, you know, like stop, you know, someone's hurt. Sec- or, uh, you yeah. know, event security and EMTs came in, uh, got him on his feet or walking him out. It's like, okay, you know, you kind of at the same point, like you came in, you're going to try and destroy people. Yeah. You know, we're going to try, yeah. and, we're going to make sure you don't do that. D- d- did you have to end up having that have have to have that happen to you? No, but you know when that happened, we realized that you were hurt. You know we're gonna end up getting you help because we don't want anything yeah, bad yeah. to happen to you. We just want you to not do that crowd killing <laughs> stuff again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, which like I I totally get it. I mean, I'm a big fan. I I was I was raised on like old school bands like Terror and Throwdown. And I really loved Poison the Well for a long time, even though they were more of like a post-hardcore. But they'll always be one of my favorite bands. But I remember even shows back in the day, there was always like, there was always that duality of like, okay, you got the guys that are going like super hard in the pit. But if somebody gets hurt, those are also the same guys that'll like get you back up on your feet or, oh, like, yeah. you know, get you out of the way. You know, so it was like that funny dichotomy of like being completely violent, but also caring. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember i forgot what show it was but there was one where it was it was like it was just a packed room and like we get the pick going and all of a sudden like everyone would like start to converge in on us and it was like they really kind of like would suffocate us it's like what's going on all of a sudden here come the slam dancers and the crowd killers and everyone else would like back up and it's like no one would want to be by them so now everything opens up all of a sudden it's like you know you get to a point where the chorus comes in and they just stop and everyone comes right back into it i'm like that's actually using it for the right reason. Right, yeah. It's like yeah. no one got no one got hurt from it. Everyone was safe. I'm like, you know what? M- maybe we can pull this off in the future. This happened on a, since since like the you know live shows have come back. I've probably been to somewhere around I want to say almost fifty at this point, including mm-hmm. festival shows as well. I've only had that happen once. I'm just like. Well, we only ever had that happen once where the pit just kept getting condensed. So I was like, you know, maybe if that happens again, 
Yeah, we can use the crowd killing style for the good of things. Go, go, go the other way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go the other way. Give us some room, like, uh, or if, yeah, yeah. Because there's sometimes I've been in ones where it's like, oh, it's like super close. It's like I, you know, it's it's tight. Want, we want to have fun. There's a there's a good amount of number of us that want to have fun, but at the same point in time, always thinking about the people around us as well. Because the last thing, if you're watching a show and you just want to be a part of it, that's how you experience shows. I know the last thing you want to have is all of a sudden a bunch of people just flying all over the place, slamming right into you. So, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it's yeah. like we got if we got our dedicated area and you know where the area is, then we're good. We go to our area, you go to your area, we all enjoy the show together, and on the way out, everyone's talking, everyone's having a good time, and you end up talking to those people on the way out. It's like, oh yeah, we were over here up in front. I was over there in the uh quote unquote shit show of a pit because it was nuts. <laughs> that's why I call the knock loose pit. I'm like, every time I was trying to get back in there, excuse me, excuse me. Just go back to the shit show and everyone's just like parting the Red Sea to let me back in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like sure, dude, go for it. <laughs> so if you guys end up somehow getting on that tour with a void, Silent Planet, and Northland, I mean, put, I'll put it this way. It'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I mean, I, I love all those bands, so that'd be insane. I think that's like, I think that's one thing that I've been super fortunate of and like really stoked on in recent years, especially being a part of Limbs is that we've toured with so many bands that prior to being on the road with them, I was so hyped because like, like we went out on tour back uh, in 2020, the last tour right before the pandemic hit with Beartooth, Motionless and White and Stick to Your Guns, which was absolutely bonkers. And like, I remember before the tour started, I was like, holy shit, dude, I'm going to get to watch Stick to Your Guns and Beartooth every night. Like I was a fan of Motionless as well. I had never seen them live, so I really didn't know what they were about. But even with them, the first night I saw them, I was like, holy shit. Like, okay, like they're on a completely different level. But yeah, getting so spoiled, like being on tour while also getting to see like some of my favorite bands play every night. Like so much fun. Man. Yeah. And also Same people, thing with, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was saying also people to connect with the bands that you just absolutely like, you loved it. Like, you know, getting into music, just that you hadn't had a chance to actually meet, like you're going on tour with them. You get to actually hang out with them, talk to them, get to converse them, create those connections, yeah, yeah. create those relationships. Yeah. And then like, said so that tour, I mean, get to see stick to your guns, just go nuts every single night, get to see the crazy cool. manic energy that is Caleb Shomo and Beartooth every single night. And Dude. to see the performance that motionless and white puts on, it's just like, it was insane, man. Like I just, I, I still think about it all the time, even though it's been a couple of years now. Like getting to see all of them every night, like I said, it was an absolute madhouse. I mean, like couldn't be more stoked that I got to be a part of that. Now I'm mad I wasn't a part of one of those shows because I would have been one of the crazy dudes <laughs> in the pit. Because I was like, because in 2020 at that time, it was I wasn't the I like I enjoyed Bear Tooth, but I wasn't that like as overly big in a Bear Tooth. But man, I would have just gone just easily for motionless and white just because, oh God, their shows are fantastic. Dude, it was, I had no idea what I was getting into because I had listened to them before. You know, they weren't like on my everyday playlist, but I feel like listening to them and appreciating them in that sense is one thing. And then you see them live and then you're like, oh, okay. Like now I get it. Like they're fucking insane. Oh, and just like it. it yeah, it just allowed me to like gain even more respect and appreciation for what they do. Like, because it's just wild what they do live. And then also like being able to look at that. I mean, again, using all three of those bands, stick to your guns, the energy of Beartooth and just the performance and emotions of White puts on. 
also take a look at from your perspective. It's like you get to watch this stuff, but also get to see it every night. You get to really feel the emotion behind it and you get to understand some things around there where you guys are going to be yeah. playing live shows. And how do you guys take that energy that you see up there? How do you take that and put it into your live set, especially with the kind of music that you guys are working with? Because especially like on that kind of a run, especially with those three bands, just the lead into there. I mean, the crowd's going to feed off the energy of every single band that's on that lineup between, you know, 2020, between you, Stick to Your Guns, Beartooth, and Motionless and White. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was wild to say the least. And, you know, like, even though we were the little guy on that run, like being the one of being the opener every night, like all of those bands, fan bases just like welcomed us with open arms. Like they were stoked before we even started the first song. You know, everybody was there early. Everybody's packed it in. And I mean, there were so many nights where I would like turn and look at Jordan, who's like stage left guitar for me. And like, I would turn and look at Jordan, like is this seriously fucking happening right now. Like just to see people and like so many people, I think the most rewarding part of that run too, was having so many people come up to us afterwards and be like, Hey man, I've literally never heard of your band before, but after tonight, like I'm walking away a fan. And that was like super rewarding to have that, to be able to share like the fan base from each of those other huge acts and have them integrated into like what we do. And to take away from that was, was very rewarding. It was a lot of fun. And that's why you guys need to do the exact same thing with North Lane, South Lane, <laughs> the Void. So get out of here, FD. Come on. Yeah. You're the sole purpose yeah, of we'll, I mean. We'll, We'll put a bug in the ear somewhere, yeah. <laughs> Do it, because honestly, when it comes down to the whole entire, you know, thought process behind it, one of the main things about, especially when it comes to, you know, why I think especially a lot of the fans from that Six Year Guns Motion White Beartooth Tour is when you guys were up on stage, it's the energy you brought, the sound they brought, the sound they brought, it's, it's something that, you know, they're already amped up for, they're connected with so that they understand it. All of a sudden they see your style on everything and seeing the emotion you're putting out there and how the sound of limbs is. And all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, you know, I'm really into this now. And you're experiencing that in a live setting. You're actually getting the full, yeah. you know, swash of emotion from not only, you know, the band that's on stage, not only from you guys, but also from the crowd as well. Because there have been a number of times where I've gone to shows and all of a sudden it's like, there are bands I wanted to see at those shows. But when I left yeah. the show, I was more focused in on a different band. And I've got two examples. One was earlier this year. I went to go see the uh, Under Oath tour when they had Spirit Box and Bad Omens on there because I really wow. wanted to see Bad yeah. Omens. But the show I went to, uh, someone in Spirit Box had COVID. So they were out for like five days. And that was oh, one of the days I was going to. I really wanted to see Bad Omens. And I'd already seen Under Oath once. Like Bad Omen said, but something that Under Oath did, I was just like, what? Okay, like that's mm. even more into Under Oath now. Or it was, uh, I went yeah. to go see a show in 2019. Sole purpose, I bought the ticket, was I'd never seen Howard Jones perform live and I really wanted to see him sing. So, like the Torch was on the bill. Went to go see Light yeah. the Torch, but the headliner, my God, best show I've ever seen in my entire life. And it was the first time I ever wow. saw Ice Nine Kills. It was just like, Hell I'm a fan yeah. now, like yeah, seeing bands for the first time and really under like seeing them and like hearing them for the first time in a live setting. Yeah. Like it's can be a make or break moment, but if you're gonna sure. put in the energy and you're gonna put in like you're gonna really be like the most you that you possibly can be, put in the energy and also match the energy that the rest of the tour is gonna have, especially the bands that are headlining that were that a lot of people are coming for the specific reason to see. Yeah, that's when you get those moments where, like you saw with Bear Tooth, Motion Light, and Six Your Guns, where all of a sudden people are coming up to it's like never heard of your band before, 
But now you're coming, you're leaving. I'm leaving the show as a fan. You're leaving the show with an extra yeah. fan under your belt. Yeah. Made us feel real warm and fuzzy. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we, we need definitely to get I'm going to say it again. We need to get on that, on that train and get you guys added to that North lane tour. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens, man. Yeah. It'd be sick. I mean, the worst that can happen is they say, Oh no, that's cool, man. We got somebody else. And, cool. <laughs> Yeah, because they love think, all of those bands. Because <laughs> you know, think about it this way: if you ask them, the the best thing they can do is say yes. The second best thing they can do is say no. Because if they say no, at least you know. If you never ask, then you're always going to have that you know wondering of what if what if we you know if we ask what if they were looking for us or what if they would have used us what if we if they didn't would we have been hurt or something like that no very true you don't want to yeah. live with that unknown just ask see what happens you never know. Yeah. Oh, that's sorry. I just had to look it up real quick while we were talking. That shit's coming up quick. Starts in July. Yeah. I mean, there's no scheduling conflict, so kind of works. <laughs> yeah, that I know of yet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That we that we know of yet, but right. why not? Why not give it a shot? Just roll, take a roll of yeah. dice on the dart, the dartboard, and see what happens. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> or, but uh, you know, go on the roulette wheel. Hopefully, you don't get double zero. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm coming up with a bunch of weird gambling terms. Oh dear God! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! That's that. That's why I know to say this. So as we bring this podcast to its conclusion, Austin, one thing I always like to do is give my guest, which in this case is you, my good man, a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you promote at the end of this podcast. So Austin, gonna say this. Floor is yours. Thank you, my dude. Yeah. Um, first of all, thank you for having me. Thank you to everybody who listens to this and checks this out. Um, you know, like we said at the beginning, come here. Our new EP is coming out June 24th on UNFD. Go pre-save it on Apple Music. Go pre-save it on Spotify. Be on the lookout for it. We've got another single dropping in the meantime. Can't say which one, but it will be out again. And uh, come see us on tour with Greyhaven. And don't forget to, uh, you know, hit that follow button on all of our socials. We are at Who Is Limbs on everything: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Also, in order to stay young, we have created a TikTok. So you can hit us up on TikTok now as well and see all the ridiculous shit that we do on tour. And uh, hope to see you out there at a show. Stay young, man. Stay young. So yeah, already, <laughs> now it's time for me to close this podcast with not one, not two, but three very specific things. First things first. So if you're watching the YouTube video, I, I know that, you know, when we're recording this, you can't see it, but it'll be on the YouTube video. On the bottom of the screen, it's going to say, you know, Limbs Coma Year EP, available June 24th, 2022. So there's no way you're going to miss it. But if you're just listening on the audio version of the podcast, I just said it again anyway. Therefore, <laughs> when it comes go. to finding the EP, when it comes to pre-saving it, pre-ordering it, when it comes to getting merch from Limbs, when it comes to getting tickets to their tour with Greyhaven in June and possibly the tour of North Lane, Silent Planet and Void in July. <laughs> I'm starting to speak this into existence. I'm going to make it happen along with watching their videos and watching those TikTok videos and follow along on social media, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I mean, Austin put it out there for where you can find it, but I'm going to do you one better. So what I want everyone to do is go to the description of the podcast. It's going to say, find limbs online. You're going to see labels for everything, social media, streaming, where you can buy the album, down the album, where you can uh, pre-save, where you can pre-order, where you can get the merch, where you can, you know, uh, get the, get, get, get tickets to their shows if at a, you know, theater or venue near you. Yeah. <laughs> 
All the labels are there and all the links are going to be there. So instead of searching up yourself, go to the description and click on the link and then click the follow button, share button, subscribe, listen, pre-save, pre-order. Um, literally whatever you need to do to get in the limbs, I'm making it as easy as possible in the description. So go and do that. Now, oh, it's time yeah. for number number two. So whenever I've guests in the podcast that I enjoy having on the podcast, I tend to make a certain promise as both a thank you for being on the podcast and as a you know plan to continue to support the band going forward as well. Because, well, again, after listening to the Comey European, I'm like, yep, I'm in. So <laughs> this promise oh, has yeah. been hit. Every single guest I've had on the podcast, it's like a it's like a running thing. You don't want to break the streak. And you, sir, have not broken the streak. So my promise is this. Not an if. Not an if. If implies possibility of not happening. Nah, I'm not doing that. I'm going to say when. <laughs> when implies this is going to happen. But right now, date and time, that might be to be determined or is to be determined. I don't know. Maybe it won't be determined by the time you know this comes out. Maybe it'll be a set date. So when I get to see Limbs perform live for the first time, sir, my promise to you is this. <clears throat> First round's on me. Oh, hell yeah. It's like, I didn't know Absolutely it was like, because I came up like this, all of a sudden I see you like shirt back. I'm like, wait, did I scare you? No, no, no. I got super stoked and one of my AirPods fell out. So I was like, yeah, let's go, baby. Perfect. So yeah, when I get to see perform live for the first time, first round's on me. Ho- hopefully it'll be in 2022. We'll see how the schedule line. We'll see what happens whenever you're getting the closest to me. And if I can yeah, make that man. show or for some reason, all of a sudden it's like, oh, random festival after you guys are going to be on. Hell yeah, I'm there. So <laughs> we'll make it. Ha- we'll see what happens. But whenever that moment comes and you see me in the pit going nuts, if you see the guy in the in the pit wearing a Milwaukee Brewers hat backwards, 99% of the time it's going to be me. If it's outside of Milwaukee, it's most likely going to be me like 99.9% of the time. So right, I'll have the I'll have the scopes on looking out for you there. <laughs> yeah. So trust me, Austin, you will not, you will not miss me. And all of a sudden after the show, I'll be like, I found you first round. Time Hell yeah. my man. And also a little bit like, Hey, what's up, dude? That kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That, that'll, that'll definitely be a thing. Like, yeah. Yo! yeah. So <laughs> on that note, Austin, in all good conscience, this podcast cannot end by saying goodbye because well, call me your EP. You're not going to want to miss out. And then second, I made you a promise and I do not go back on my promises. And third, I really don't want this to be the only time I ever have you on the podcast, man. This was a lot of fun. We went into deep with some stuff. We had some fun, especially towards yeah, the end of it as well, to even, you know, go a little bit more into it, just kind of end on that. Yeah. Note. So love to have you back on the podcast again in the future. So goodbye. Way too final. No, 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 no. We're ending sure. it with. See you later. Hell yeah, man. Thank you so much once again for having me. I'll see you soon. See you soon, bud. Well, well, folks, my interview with Austin from the band Limbs. Once again, the Coma Year EP drops on June 24th. The band is going to be touring with Greyhaven all throughout the month of June. And if you help us speak it into existence, they'll be on that tour with North Lane, Silent Planet, and Avoid throughout July and August. So let's make it happen. Let's make it a thing. And how can you do all this stuff? Well, you're going to want to follow the band online. Their socials, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, where you can listen to music, download their music, where you can buy their merch, you can get their concert tickets with Greyhaven. I suggest going to the one at the Beat Kitchen in Chicago. It's the last day of that tour on June 24th, which means that's the EP release show. I mean, you're not going to want to miss out on that and go nuts to limbs. So to get tickets to that, to pre-save, pre-order, download, you know, 
Preba everything. Um, and check out and follow along with the band. All the links are in the description of the podcast for you, along with the links to the Core Progression podcast. So check that out as well. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Subscribe to the YouTube channel to watch these uh, podcasts happen with these artists because that's always a lot of fun. You can see the artists interact. We get to do some crazy fun stuff on, you know, like wacky waving your flavor, arm flipping tube, man, because why not? On top of that, you can also make sure, you know, if you don't want to watch the YouTube video, you just want to listen to the auto stream style of the podcast, Spotify, Out podcast, iHeartRadio, and Amazon, all in the description of the podcast as well. So go subscribe to the podcast, follow along with us, become a part of the family. And if you already subscribed to us, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you very much. If you aren't but are going to subscribe, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. If you're here just to listen to this episode and you're not going to subscribe, well, first off, thanks for stopping by. Really appreciate it. That's not meant to sound like, you know, like, oh, just appreciate it. Saying, like, no, I'm happy that you stopped by. I'm happy you check out the podcast. Even if you don't want to subscribe, I'm just happy that you're here. Um, so, yeah. And also check out our sponsors, you know, FNX Fitness or Phoenix Fitness, I should say, along with Custody Views, links in the promo codes here for the podcast. Check out We Were Hungry Festival. Come mosh with us and come have pancakes in the pit with us October 20th and 21st in Las Vegas, Nevada. Viva Las Vegas. And, yeah. Again, check out Limbs. Get into the depths of this EP. Really feel it. Really feel the vulnerability behind it. And just be open to it. It's an incredible EP. Comey Year is a fantastic song. Slow Burn is fantastic. Morality Moment is perfectly heavy. Same thing with Spirit Breaker. There's a lot of great songs in here. You're not going to want to miss out on them. Even Vertigo. Vertigo is one song that just surprises the hell out of you. Trust me on that one. It has like some Hail to the King vibe with the guitar. But it's much, much, much greater than just by saying that. So... Yeah, check it out, June 24th, 2022 on that note. That's going to be free to guys. Thank you for to the Core Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of these episodes with a big, healthy, and hearty, see